Welcome to season four of the Hero Realm. Yay. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Ross. And yes, it's been how many weeks? Well, there's not been much on. <laughs> right. So. But yeah, we've got a little bit of news today along with Stargirl and She-Hulk's cover. So let's get started. So we do have a little bit of news, and that is pertaining to Superman and Lois. Mainly the fact that the character Jonathan Kent has been recast. Now, Jonathan was the athletic one, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure, because the other one is Jordan. Right. Okay. Now let me look here real quick, because I don't know if it's been mentioned in IMDb. Nothing whether replace them? Yeah, I know it's been mentioned other places, but I don't know exactly if it's been posted on like IMDb or whatnot. So he's he's it was his decision to leave the show. Yeah. So it wasn't he wasn't fired or anything. Right. From what I remember hearing in an episode that actually mentioned it was it was due to mainly mental issues. Mental health. Yeah. Yes. So let me take a couple of looks here and see if I can find anything on the, per the person that's replacing him. Right. Because Superman Lois won't be back until next year. Right. Uh, next, yeah, next, next calendar year. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see. I think. Let me see. What's his name? Well, I'm wanting to say Michael Bishop was the original actor. Okay. So. Yeah, because I know I saw something that showed it, but. Now, I wonder how they're going to play this off as. Oh, they're going to do like a, a Fresh Prince or, a, or Family Matters where we just pretend it's the same person? Or is it going to be some <laughs> sort of. Uh, uh, you know, something that happens during the summer to where he comes, like he gets so, some sort of superpowers and it causes him to look different. And then that's his new form. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting because like how they address it. Are they just going to pretend like nothing happened or are they going to actually address this? Something happened. I changed shape and now this is my new shape and I can't, it's still me though, you know, kind of thing. Okay. So it looks like Michael Bishop. Okay. Here's a least, uh, the CW has found Jonathan Kent, Australian actor. Okay, this came up roughly in the last week. Australian actor Michael Bishop has been tapped to play the role in the upcoming third season of the CW Superman Lois in a recasting. He replaces Jordan Elsus, who played Jonathan in the first two seasons. That's funny because his real name is Jordan <laughs> and his brother's name is Jordan right. in the show. That's very confusing. And revealed he would not be returning for season oh, three. Wouldn't it be funny if the guy that plays Jordan and his real name's Jonathan? <laughs> Like, Jonathan is playing Jordan, right. and Jordan is playing Jonathan. Based on the character, yada, yada, yada. So, mainly, yeah, it was actually the original actor that came out and said it was because of right. mainly mental health. Right. But, yeah, just the fact that the recasting, and I, from what I've been seeing, it could be something where they actually bring up an alternate timeline and not even go from the cliffhanger that we had right. at the end of the last season. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll address it on camera and not 
not not pull a fresh prince or family matters right pretend like we we're we don't know or we can at least hope right so that's actually all the news so now on to the shows so now the start of season three of Stargirl. Yeah, on the first episode, uh, chapter one, the murder. Uh, it's kind of dealing with Sylvester's reappearance, and they're theorizing that because of Courtney's bond with the staff, it causes him to awaken. So he says he's not going to return to action, but the staff and the bond that he had with the staff kind of draws him in, so he kind of goes back at it again. So they later agree that him and Courtney were kind of... Chi- oh, would share the staff, so deal with that. Uh, meanwhile, Stephen Sharp, who is also known as the Gambler, one of the original, um, what do you call him? ISA. ISA, yes, ISA. Uh, returns to Blue, ba- Blue Valley, hoping to make amends. Uh, but the team say, you know, he can't be trusted. So, But Courtney is willing to give him a chance, which kind of upsets everyone that she's so willing to accept people's change that they're willing to change and not you know that they're word for it and not that they're doing it for some other means but so he's you, you see him there uh toward the end he's writing a letter to his daughter rebecca he's trying to locate his daughter um he has surveillance cameras set up around his trailer that he's in he sees something on there so he goes outside to, to find out what's going on and only to be killed by some unknown assailant that we don't see Later on, the JSA come to the trailer and they find Cindy holding the gun. She says she didn't do it. So now that's now their whole trying to figure out is who killed the gambler. Yeah, right now, for one, I don't trust Cindy. No. Two, now if you pay attention to the gambler's laptop as he's looking at the cameras, it says searching for Rebecca Sharp. Right. Who, as we know, back pre-crisis was the meta hazard in, I believe it was season four, episode three of Flash. Hmm. So my question now is, with the timeline being altered post-crisis, is she alive? I don't know. (laughs) So now, because now, um, well, we'll find out later on how once they find out the laptop, how Courtney is on a mission now to find her daughter. Right. His daughter, too. Right. So, kind of left unfinished. Since he had unfinished business, she feels like she owes it to him to finish what he started. Yeah. And did the gambler sort of strike you as an overweight Colonel Sanders? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yep. Just like evil Colonel Sanders from Supernatural. Yes. Right? Which the Winchester's premiere is October 11th. Right. Which we could possibly see him again because since this is a prequel everybody's still alive exactly so, so we could end up we could seeing... have we could have cameos from everyone we ever saw in supernatural because of being a prequel yeah especially and, crowley azazel chuck amara yeah so yeah everybody that, but anyway sidetrack right <laughs> which i mean with the winchesters we'll probably get at least an origin story for the impala as well right and we also did mention i also mentioned this before that the guy who played Gabriel was open to come back. And I think Chuck, the guy that played Chuck too, was also willing to come back. Okay. So that'll be cool to see. Yeah. Anyway, back to, okay. Episode episode (laughs) two now of of Stargirl. So mainly at this point, of course, this is after the murder. They're pretty much gathering up who could have been, who could have had 
mainly alibis or reasons for wanting to kill the gambler. Right. So they first, well, this is more of an in-depth synopsis for this episode, which is chapter two, The Suspects. Courtney insists that Cindy is innocent of the gambler's murder, and she sets out to find the real killer. So do Pat and Sylvester. Sylvester puts the investigation at risk by focusing on Shade as the likely suspect. While he takes Courtney out of school to help her level up with the staff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mainly so far, we've mainly been dealing with former villains, more or less. And so, of course, we had Our Man, which was burying Grundy at the mm-hmm. beginning of the first episode, and apparently is having issues with the hourglass. Yep. Where, I mean, yes, he's supposed to be our man, but now it's more like just random man with however many. Because he said like 48 minutes, five seconds, five minutes. So how can you have our man if his powers aren't lasting for an hour? He could also be minute man, but that could also have a different connotation to it. Well, yeah. You don't want that nickname. Right. And then we also have the... Uh, the Crocs, which are now living... Not next, the shoes. Right. <laughs> that are now living next door to the Whitmores. And they're insisting that they're trying to just live as a normal no, family. Yeah, right. Even though Artemis wants to be a part of the GSA, which right. I don't trust that at all. Right, right. And then we have the Shade, who is mainly just doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Which, He's awful shady. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, their main focus this episode was the shade. And, yes, Sylvester does put it at risk by almost, practically almost killing him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like I said, I don't trust Cindy just because of the fact of, of course, what we'll hear from you for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And it just, I'm... Excited to see where this season goes. Also, in this episode, they discover that the gambler was stabbed, not shot. So right. That, with her holding the gun at the end, that shows that it wasn't her. Exactly. So. Yeah, and I almost think, especially from what we saw for the episode that aired this past week, I want to say it may have been an animal of some sort. I don't know. But, yeah, well, next, uh, next yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, chapter three, The Blackmail. Uh, this has to deal with... Um, Sylvester is, uh, hold on, what happened? Sorry, something popped up here. Anyway, uh, Sylvester is kind of at this point, not really, you know, is stepping aside completely from being Starman and Mm -hmm. allowing Courtney to be the full Stargirl. Right. Um, they, he goes, uh, What happened here? What happened? I'm, I'm, drawing, I'm drawing a blank. Um, well, I know that when Courtney and the others met, well, that's right. Okay, this had the it was the they fought. Okay, they're they're at a grocery store, in the right? And Sylvester, who doesn't trust the Crocs, they begin a fight. Mm-hmm. So they start fighting at the grocery store. Um, and this was after finding out that the gambler was blackmailing the Crocs. And at this point, and Sylvester was like almost ready to kill. Mm -hmm. But then 
Patch shows up in his big old what do you call it? Um, let's just call it the Star Girl form of a Megazord. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yes. So and stops him. So now he's he's ha so now he's trying to realize how he can um, kind of fit in better. So now mm -hmm. so now he starts looking for a job. Right. So he figures that's what to kind of get his mind off of you know being Starman and all the anger that he has. He needs some sort of distraction. So he's trying to find a job now. Um. And then at this, uh, Barbara and Cindy, they tried, um, they're trying to work getting files, Shannon or Sharp's files on the Dragon King to try to see, I guess, what's going on with Cindy and everything. And mm -hmm. then the guy, the Iceman's son, can't think of his name. Cameron. Cameron. He's awful sketchy. Yeah. So now, so, and then, you know, he, so something's going on with him. He's obviously got the powers that his dad had. Right. So could he be a suspect in this killing? Could he be getting revenge I would, I would say for if, his dad? I was thinking about that, especially with the way he shot out the icicle at, the, yeah, at one point. Yeah, the car. Yeah. So I'm almost thinking that perhaps with the fact that he doesn't know what's going on, but... If he was stabbed, that's actually a with an icicle, right? So that could be a possibility of this. So, so this he could be one the, the killer here. Mm -hmm. He could use an icicle to stab, and so it could be getting revenge. I don't know. So he's he's at the top of my list of people who could yeah. be the reason for the killing. Because then at the end of the episode, uh, Sylvester goes to the crime scene and is knocked out by some sort of assailant we don't see. Right. So and it was pretty much. Almost the same instance when the gambler was killed back in episode one. Right. Another, now we don't know. Is it the same person? We don't know. Right. So something to now, you know, kind of go on with the next episode this week and find out more about that. Yep. So off. that's it for Stargirl. So yeah. now we'll have a good five episodes of She-Hulk. So now we're going to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much mention a way that you can help us. Now with a small or large donation every month, you can help us to keep for us to keep on bringing this podcast to you when we can, depending on when our schedules clash and whatnot. But I mean, we do have working equipment. We do want to possibly live stream at some point and even make this podcast not just about us, but as you the for you the listeners as well. So, like I said, with a small or large donation, you can help us bring this podcast to you. And the link for the donations is in the description of the podcast. And now on to She-Hulk. Which, give me just a moment here. Well, I'll go ahead and cover the first episode. All right. So a normal amount of rage. Uh, Jennifer Walters is just a regular lawyer. She happens to be cousins with Bruce Banner, the, the Hulk. Right. See, <coughs> excuse me. Um, she gets into a car crash with him, and he has this device on him that is allowing him to maintain the Hulk image with his Bruce Bo Bruce Banner persona. And it there's damaged. It call it's damaged in the accident, and part of it gets on Jennifer, which causes her to become a Hulk. Yes. So now this whole episode it's basically her origin story of how it dealing with her new powers. Bruce is teaching her how to use her powers. She mm -hmm. seems to be grasp, grasping them quite well. 
and she, you know, doesn't want to be a Hulk, but it's, you know, Bruce is kind of convincing her this is now your life. You have to deal with it. Right. So when she goes back home, she is in the middle of a court case and it is interrupted by a superpowered woman named Titania who violently bursts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Yes. <laughs> Just without the, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So Walters transforms into She-Hulk, defeats Titania and resumes normal to make her closing argument. So basically your basic first episode, you know, story of how you became who you are, which one thing I like about this this uh, series is a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. Right. It's always fun to do. So she talks to the camera a lot, which, yeah, I, I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. So going into the second episode called Superhuman Law, Jen slash She-Hulk does finally find a job after being fired from her law, for, law firm just for the fact of being a Hulk. Right. So she gets hired, though, at a law firm where she must practice as She-Hulk. Right. And she's been asked to defend Emil Blonsky slash Abomination, who is actually played by the same guy that played Emil Blonsky in the um, second Hulk movie. Right. Along with, he was also in Shang-Chi as well as... a as Abomination and not as Emil Blonsky, but that's beside the point. But for this, I mean, she has reservations about defending him because he almost killed her cousin, mm -hmm. which we now do find that there is some connection to the um, second Hulk movie because... Bruce does say when she's talking with him that Emil did send him an apology letter along with a haiku. Hmm. So we at least find now some similarities between and how things pretty much clash, more or less. But, and this even comes up in the trivia on, I, on IMDb, but Bruce says he was literally a different person when he last fought Emil Blonsky. That fight occurred in Incredible Hulk 2008, where Banner was really was a different person, being played by Edward Norton, mm -hmm. who Ruffalo later succeeded. Right. So, also at this point, um, Jennifer is also able to control the Hulk persona and mm -hmm. change at will and become still normal in her Hulk form as she is in regular form. So, right, she's able to do this, the which Bruce never could. Yeah, and a couple other things just shown in IMDb's trivia. A news website Jennifer visits has two headlines. Why there is a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean. That refers to the events of the Eternals, where the Slitchel being Tiamat emerged from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Man fights with metal claws in Bar Brawl. Of course, that pertains to Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And... That's pretty much... And then Jennifer's phone lock screen is a picture of the backside of Captain America. <laughs> Continuing a running gag from the previous episode. And, yeah, a lot of this... And like you said, I know... I really like the fact of just the breaking the fourth wall as well. Mm -hmm. Especially when, again, even though we know, we know that She-Hulk has existed... But it's also another point of a superhero that's not as well known. Right. 
And I believe that's all for the second yep. episode. So now the third episode, the people versus Emil Blonsky. Uh, Walters confronts Blonsky, who says that he was removed from the cell by Wong. And, but he returned willingly afterwards to show that he is a changed person and he's ready for redemption. Um, so now um, Jennifer wants to contact Wong to figure why he did this. Uh, meanwhile, she's uh, dealing with another trial going on about a guy who says he was scammed by someone who he thought was Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was just a shapeshifter from New Asgard who was a who looked who turned into Megan the Stallion. So the whole thing was dealing with like, did you really believe that it was her? Right. And him being the uh, the cocky kind of person that he is, he proves that he really did believe it was her. So. She was able to win the case, showing that it's he was scammed, and the uh, the shape shifting girl was able to was you know put sent to jail, and then at the end there was a uh, <laughs> a scene there with the actual Megan the Stallion and her twerking. Twerking, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, just <laughs> what we're doing now. So. Was that everything? Yeah, pretty much, pretty, that pretty much everything. Episode, yeah. So the next episode is this not real magic? Okay, so She Hulk's new client in this episode is Wong, who we know from Doctor Strange, right. and he's mainly suing a magician that this goes by the name of Danny Blaze, and he's mainly been he's been practically abusing the use right. of the mystic He was arts. exiled from the temple, so now he's just using it to, for his own advantage. Right. And it's mainly, it's basically, oh. So Donnie Blaze is actually a play on the alter ego of the first ghostwriter, Johnny Blaze. Cool. And I know that there's a chance that at some point we could end up seeing ghostwriter possibly in the MCU. Okay. But aside from that, I was mainly looking for the cast and crew from this episode, but mainly this whole fact of the trial and everything pretty much comes from the fact that Donnie had used the mystic arts and transported a very drunk chick to practically, well, she made it to Wong's eventually. (laughs) But... I believe her name in the episode was Madison. And she also gets called as a witness during the trial. But it's basically just the fact that... I mean, Wong lives by a code being one of the Sorcerer Supremes Mm -hmm. of the temple itself. And it actually, I was kind of... Well, originally I was kind of... Confused why we didn't possibly see Doctor Strange in this episode, but then again, he's off on a mission that we saw in the post credit scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, it's basically just the fact that Wong is trying to get this magician to stop using the Mystic Arch for personal gain, and it finally comes to fruition when Donnie ends up summoning demons mm-hmm. out of thin air. Yeah. And also the fact that She-Hulk has been getting... Well, I guess we could technically say Tinder dates with the She-Hulk persona. Right, using the She-Hulk persona on a dating profile. Which actually comes back to... Well, it comes back to help in... In the next episode. Yes. Yeah. So, 
onto the next episode. But, yeah, at the end, at the end of the episode, she gets a law. She gets a lawsuit filed against her against by Titania for having trademarked the name She-Hulk. Right. Which leads into the next episode. Mean Green and straight poured into those jeans. <laughs> has a uh, Titania, which we picked up from the last one, has trademarked the name She-Hulk for a line of beauty products. So um, Jennifer is going to take her to court for um, copyright for, for using the name. The whole premise behind it was that she at first was against using the name She-Hulk. So mm -hmm. I knew that, that was going to hurt her because she was adamant, I'm not She-Hulk, I'm not She-Hulk. But whereas, as we mentioned before, the dating profile comes back to help her. It It's used in the court and all of the uh, dates she went on are used as witnesses right. to show that she actually does identify as She-Hulk. And she, by creating the profile, by going on the dates with these men, showed that she has accepted it and has used it, and now Titania used the name She-Hulk to pro promote her line of beauty products by using the name that's already been made famous by She-Hulk. Right. So, with all the people testifying, the judge ends up finding in favor of Walters, so now Titania has to cease and desist using the name She-Hulk for her beauty products. Right. And also from this, we know that She-Hulk does get a costume, but we don't see it. But we do get homage to the fact that we should see Daredevil in a future in a future episode. Yes, because he is a lawyer too. So yes, yeah, they're going to work together and or against each other. Who knows? I mainly from what we see at the very end of the episode, we do get a catch of what I'm guessing was probably a prototype helmet for Daredevil. Right. So, that pretty much gets us all caught up. Yes. And mainly, considering the fact that we've been off for a little while, I'm going to try to get better at posting when we will be recording again. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, because my schedule is going to be probably all over the place here within the next mm -hmm. few weeks. But I do know... Would you be, well, even though it's a little hard to tell right now, but would you be free next Saturday? I'm not sure. I'll let you know. Okay. Because I am off next Saturday. If we do, we just have, what, two episodes to cover? One She-Hulk and one Stargirl. Yeah. And if we still want to try to cover anything off of mm -hmm. HBO Max. But, yeah, so I'll try to get better at posting on the group when we will be recording. That way you guys can keep up with any news that we have to cover and whatnot. But other than that, that's it for episode one of season four. So, as we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.